Hello, everyone, and welcome to At WCSU, the podcast that reveals the real Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and today we will update you on the latest breaking news and also talk with an alum who found her passion through billiards, which is another name for pool, which starts with P, which stands for Pete Puccio, our podcast engineer. Hello, Pete. Wow. I like when you record in the morning. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of energy here today. Yeah. Partly because uh, we have our whole new normal WestCon campus back. We had our first weekend of um, residents in the residence halls and a week of in-person classes, wherever they may be behind us. So far, we think they've gone all right. We haven't. I haven't heard of any disasters of you. No. It's Nothing. all smooth. Yeah, delightfully boring. Yes, that's exactly the way we want it. Please stay boring. <laughs> but, you know, the next week we're looking forward to having more activities on campus, socially distanced and masked. And that'll make it feel even more like you're really at college. Yeah. After a long break. Then, as I like to say, we've only got two months till Thanksgiving. And then we're back to a long break and we can all um, recuperate and stay safe and then see what happens in the spring. Yeah. Hopefully by uh, by January, things have well, I don't want to <laughs> jinx be. anything, but we'll, we'll see what happens in January. Actually, it'll probably be a lot like it is now, but we'll be used to it and know how to do it and um, uh, know how so to close. make it all work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. These All these cold days we've been having have been um, reminding us of winter. Today actually is the first day of fall. Yeah, and it's the first day that I'm not sweating since, like, April, which is great. <laughs> it is great. That's a nice yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, I don't do well in the summertime. I've probably had this conversation on this show seven times, but uh, I'm much more of a fall-winter person. No, I don't remember talking about that. <laughs> fall is nice. It's the crisp days. I've started to see some... Uh, colorful trees they're beautiful and just stay like live in the moment like our interviewee today who happens to be uh, you know one of the many things that she's involved in is mindfulness and staying uh, keeping it together during hard times yeah it was really neat for me especially uh, because she was she was a student here only a couple of years before I was. So it was, it was fun to hear some of the old names and talking about, you know, when the student center was brand new and uh, some of that stuff was, was neat for me from a, a nostalgic standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you're so, an old timer too now. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. We're talking about Marcia Kendall, who's our guest today. She's an alum and uh, was a little bit of a non-trad when she started, but she got the most she possibly could out of her WestCon career. Yeah. Pete made her cry at one point. I did not. We'll just see, won't we? (laughs) Here's our interview with Marcia. 
Well, Marcia, it sounds like in the um, research that I've done that just about everything good that's happened in your life, you can trace back to Westcon. That's true. That's true. It's uh, It's been the springboard for my life. So this is, uh, I'm happy to still be there. Although, you know, some people would argue maybe I should leave college at some point. <laughs> I don't think so. But yes, it, it's, that's true. That's true. It has, it has made me the person I am today. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been an incredible journey and I'm just so grateful to Westcon. It's a wonderful place. There's a family atmosphere, even though there's so many of us and you know, they say it takes a village, and we have one at Westcon, a very yeah, nice That's great to hear. It all started with billiards, really, right? Actually, it all started with, uh, I want to accredit Joanne Wells, who used to work in the counseling center many moons ago, who encouraged me. I was very shy, somewhat of an introvert, and she encouraged me to get involved on campus. I was a part-time student. I started hmm. in 1993 part-time. So I did. I The first stop was the Echo, the campus newspaper. Dr. Briggs was my advisor. I love him. And <laughs> yes, I, I mean, there's so many professors who I, who, who I, my style of teaching comes from, a lot of them. But anyway, he also encouraged me to get involved in the campus newspaper, which I did. And then it sort of snowballed from there. I got involved in everything, the radio station. I started the billiards club. I was I was a senator in the SGA, and then uh, eventually ended up yeah becoming president of my class, which is a big huge honor for me. Um, and which all of those activities that I got involved in led to me receiving the outstanding student leader of the year award. And uh, I did not plan on going into teaching when I graduated Westcon, but when I was a GA, um, I just fell in love with it, and I thought this is a great way to give back to the university and encourage our youth to get involved and see, they can see firsthand from my own experience how it can benefit them in a very positive way. So that's that's what I decided to do and I'm, I'm still there, I'm around. <laughs> We've talked to a lot of students who the best, uh, most successful students here and they're just like that. They're very involved and overbooked mostly. Right. They stretch themselves really thin, but they get so much out of all their experiences. It's uh, great to see. Right. The uh, the academic environment encourages your career, but the extracurricular uh, environment encourages your life. Mm -hmm. And so it makes you, uh, you know, as we all know, there's so much more you get that does not involve a classroom. And uh, that's a, a powerful aspect that we have to afford the students those opportunities, you know. So I, I'm just so blessed to be able to do that and encourage them positively in any way I can. I've heard that uh, said about the all the extracurricular work, how it influences, has been an influence on people's lives. So much related to WXCI. I know several people who said the same thing. What is it about WXCI that uh, hooks people in and changes their lives? XCI is, is an incredible, enriching environment, but it's also an incredible asset to our university and the community at large, especially the community. 
there are so many alum and, and just members of our greater listening area or the Danbury area that have been listening to WXCI since it began in 1973. There's an, we're, we're coming up on 50 years and some people who have you know been there, I, I, took, I went the teaching route, now I'm teaching radio, but some people, you know, they went on to work at ESPN. Uh, we have some students that were on Hot 97, Z100 in New York City, and, and they've gone on in other ways because communication is a, is a base for any type of career you want. So if you, mm-hmm. students have an incredible opportunity to get self-confidence, to become, you know, come out of their shell, so to speak, find their voice, uh, they can go into sports, writing, news, promoting. I mean, there's so many careers you can go into from being at the radio station, and it's a great place for people to meet and connect. I mean, I have listeners, I've been on there since 96, right? So, but doing this Third Stone from the Sun uh, show all 60s and 70s, that's that's been on 30 years this year. And mm. the listeners are so knowledgeable and that age group, that genre, I mean, I learned a lot from them about the music of that time and just the connections that you make. And they love XCI, they they can't live without it. And when it's not on the air, like we've we've had some you know, challenges with the uh, COVID and, and not being able to access the station, that has affected a lot of people in the community who have called me and contacted me and said, what is going on? You know, I listen to WXCI every day, not to mention the uh, community connection that we have informing people in a case of an emergency or what's going on at West Conroe, all of the events that the public comes to, not just the campus mm-hmm. environment. We announce all that. We connect all the departments together. You know, when I got involved with the wellness center, I made sure I had Crystal Autori come on and and, in, and mm-hmm. talk to the students about all these services that are available. I mean, even during the crisis when everything was shut down, I was not teaching in the spring, but I kept that connection going with the students online and, and still offered them some meditation, relaxation, spiritual guidance and whatever, because they just, they need that. It's such an invaluable resource. And West, uh, WXCI connects everybody, all of the organizations, all of the faculty, the administration. I'm, I'll never forget when, when Dr. Schmader was on my show. And I, so I always ask my, my guests, you know, who is your favorite um, musician or singer performer from the 60s and 70s? Little did I know how much he loved Judy Collins and brought his vinyl with him <laughs> so I could play it. And I mean, you know, you learn a lot about a person from and they everyone has stories about that period in their life when it was just an incredible time in our history too so i mean i could just say so much but west wxci is a gem it's a diamond and it's not a diamond in the rough it is a diamond it is an incredible asset that westcon has and and the yeah. environment uh the uh like i said the community at large mm-hmm. so you have two radio shows on wxci right i do <laughs> They're back to back too. They are. You did your homework. Are you are you live in the studio now back or are you I doing it from home? Sunday and I'm so happy. I did go in two weeks or three weeks ago. I snuck in because I needed to, you know, teaching radio broadcasting is very difficult when you can't get into the radio station and take the kids mm-hmm. there, uh, the students. I shouldn't call them kids. I gotta get out of that habit. They're not kids. <laughs> they're young adults, they're they're our youth, but 
uh, bringing them there, not being able to bring them. So I went in and I shot videos and I decided, you know, I'll go on the air. And I was flooded with phone calls. Oh my God, it's so great. Someone's there. I'm so happy to hear you're okay. You know, I, I was wondering if it, maybe you're, you know, you're well, whatever. So yeah, I'm just going, but I'm back this coming Sunday for hopefully for, for a while, <laughs> you know, we'll see how everything goes. Right. You have to take like yeah, everything. Yeah. Everyone's living in the moment now, which is what I've been trying to teach people for so long. It's all working out. It, my plans have come to fruition. My manifesting has paid off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your other show, right? The, uh, Sunday solstice. Yes. Called? And I do a live yeah. air meditation. Uh, for everyone, beginners of any level, to join in and talk about breathing, relaxation techniques. I mean, I'm teaching, you know, writing 101, and I'm finding that a lot of our our students and these these poor freshmen, they didn't get a high school graduation, a prom, and and, and they're now they're in college. And so, I feel like that's our not all. I think that it it really should be part of the curriculum that we have some anti-stress, you know, I lead some workshops on campus about mindfulness and, and how to release anxiety and stress and in a, in a productive, positive way and how to use it to that anxiety to your advantage, which is, you know, so the, the show, yes, that show is about all of those things, self-mastery, um, anti-stress, anxiety, all different topics for people to hopefully enrich their lives spiritually, mind, body, spirit, basically, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, People who don't know about that should uh, tune in because it is very powerful. I just do a little bit of it, and I uh, recognize the difference in me just from um, being a you know rank beginner at it. It's very interesting. Maybe you heard the podcast I did about sound therapy, about how different megahertz affect us. I Maybe did hear that. It is. It's very relaxing. You know, just the littlest things we can do can make a huge difference. But you, that door has to be opened. And so a lot more people now have gravitated towards it because of what's happening right now in our in our world. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I, I feel blessed to, again, to do that program, too. It's all about everybody coming together and meditating at the same time. And so it's great. Yeah, I love it. I've got a, I've had a lot of great guests on there, too, like Crystal, you know. So. Mm hmm. So do you spend like five hours a day every Sunday at the studio? Is that how it works? Sunday Solstice is an hour and Third Stone is three hours. And I want to give mm -hmm. kudos to uh, Stefan Gearhart and Big Ed Beeble because they're the they're the two that started the uh, Third Stone from the Sun that I, I took over in 99. Um, but And that show's relaxing too. A lot of people love the 60s and 70s music. It's right. It hasn't been the same since. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's a lot of fun, especially playing vinyl. And you spend time at the wellness center too. You mentioned uh, you I do, do Reiki and I volunteer on Tuesdays. I have been for the last three years, um, from twelve to three, half hour sessions. You know, Reiki. Now I'm going to be doing distance Reiki. So this is this is <laughs> new for me. I'm kind of excited because I'll really be able to test my my uh, abilities mm -hmm. with that. I I don't have nearly enough experience doing distance Reiki. But I'm very excited about that. So, yes, I'm looking forward to working with the students and, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Sometimes they just need someone to listen. And that's sure. all it is. It makes a big difference, you know. The faculty and staff can go there too, though, right? right? I can go there. I've been encouraging them. Some of them do. Some of yeah. them do. 
and yes, I'm always available for anybody. Even the community was welcome to come in too. Yeah. One from the community. But now we're in Whitehall, the basement, and mm -hmm. you know, I don't we're not really able to kind of open the way we be open the way that we normally would. So I will still be available, yes, on Tuesdays. Absolutely. And and I'm I always make time for the students. If they if if I can you know, anytime I tell them if I, they can't meet me during my office hours, I will always make time for them. They, you know, I just feel that's very important. And what's distance, Reiki? Is it over Zoom or how do you do that? WebEx. WebEx. Oh, WebEx. Yeah, Zoom is not very, not encouraged too much, is it now? No. <laughs> it's You're not supposed to do Zoom. We don't know what could happen during Zoom. <laughs> yes. We don't want to take those chances. Yeah. So somebody would call up and connect with you on WebEx and you do the um, treatment? I will, right. I will first, I'll do some breathing work with them. There's a few different breathing techniques, like the box breath, which is you and I can practice that if you want to try it. Yeah. It's a very, okay. So you would breathe in through your nose on the count of four. Go ahead and do this with me. So, okay, you hold it for four seconds, let it out your mouth for four seconds, you wait four seconds, and then you do it again through your nose. So this is a repeated, you know, four, 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 four. And if you do that about six times, your heart rate goes down. You're literally your, um, what is that called? Your cortisol levels will go down. Mm. And if, you know, especially if you're stuck in traffic, this is a wonderful thing to do. Mm -hmm. or, or blow bubbles, which is my go-to. <laughs> carry <laughs> bubbles in your always carry bubbles in your car. We're never too old to enjoy a happy bubble moment. <laughs> no, I love bubbles. There you go. Mm. I'm so I'm so psyched that you it that you shared that with me because I think it's great. <laughs> I always have extra in my car. Sometimes I give them to people in traffic. Hey, blow some bubbles. <laughs> That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, it's good. And how many courses are you teaching now? I teach two. I teach for the writing department, freshman 101 writing, which I feel is probably the most challenging, but also the most rewarding and probably one of the most important classes you could teach because you're getting them, you're giving them their wings. You know, they need to be able to write well for any course or subject you know, that, or, that they or major that they have. And then the radio broadcasting for the communications department. Which yeah. Is, it's, fun. it's just so much fun. I can't believe I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> I would volunteer. <laughs> I would do it voluntarily if the school didn't have the money. It's just so fun. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, don't say it. We'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and how many students are usually in that class? 25. That's a big class. Yeah. And do a lot of them go into XCI then and work in XCI? Well... Yes, I try to recruit as many as I can. <laughs> mm -hmm. So usually probably a quarter of the class does, four or five people at least. There's all types of majors in there though, not just communications majors. It's an elective course, so you you know a lot of students come in just to talk about, you know, because you're 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 um we're discussing voice technique, delivery. You know, so even if they wanted to be, for say, example, a television reporter, you mm -hmm. need to be able to speak well, articulate, 
you know, rhythm, timing, diction, all of that. It's very important. And in fact, any communications class is going to prepare you for, say, a job interview or, you know, it's all about getting them comfortable with themselves mm -hmm. and, the, you know, and finding their voice literally and figuratively. Yeah. And were you an English major when you were a student here? Uh -huh. I was, yes. Well, I was, um, I was, I started out as an English major and then because of Dr. Briggs and, and Judy Sullivan, who I, I have to absolutely just thank on, on this, during this, because I love her to death. She was an, an incredible professor. So many, Dr. Scrimger, I mean, so many, it just mm. it inspired me so much, but because of that, and, and I would say Lionel Bascom too, you know, they really said, I think you should go the writing, you know, route. You have a great style you're natural why don't you try i said well okay you know uh, <laughs> all right no hey <laughs> but i think it was getting involved at the echo and doing journalism it's so fun as you know i know that's how it worked for me too i didn't really know what i was veteran. doing i have to give you credit too paul yes all your news times experience so uh it's just journalism's great you learn how to say a lot in a short amount of time <laughs> so right and I'm still teaching my writing students who, what, where, when, why, and how, even for essays, so that they don't leave any questions in the reader's mind. Right. right? So yeah. writing's great. I love that. Yes, I was a writing major both times. Both times. I stayed at WestCon. I was going to go elsewhere, but it's my home. What can I say? Mm -hmm. I can leave home. <laughs> <laughs> why were you starting? Why did you start as a part-time student? I was taking care of my grandmother at the time. Mm. Yes, I was living with my grandmother and caring for her. Eventually, she was in the acute stages of Alzheimer's, so I was commuting back and forth from Norwalk. It was a commute, but I, yeah, no kidding. I'm, I'm just so glad I did and that I had that time with her before she went into into the nursing home. Alzheimer's mm -hmm. is tough. And was what? Yeah, it is tough. Was Westcon close? Is that why you uh, came no, up here? No, I was commuting from Norwalk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there wasn't where else. Why did you choose Westcon? Yeah, they had the writing program, and uh, and it was a, back then in the '90s. It was a smaller, much smaller school, and the classes were much smaller. So I knew I needed that because I was terrified of college. <laughs> I will be honest. <laughs> I I was absolutely terrified. I was not. I was a popular high school student, but I my grades were not that great. I I just had a little too much fun i think <laughs> but mm -hmm. in all honesty it all paid off you know and uh so i looked around at schools westcon i really knew i wanted to do the writing because writing was always something i've done whether it would be a career or not i will do it so the small class sizes and i had heard a couple things from people about it that it was a good school and i knew i needed a small school i knew that so and i started at uh, ncc actually norwalk mm. community college I took a couple of courses there and decided, you know, I'll transfer in. And, and I did. Yeah. And you can still do that. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> well, and, you know, community college is a, the perfect place for anyone who's not sure if college is for them or yeah. they work. And I was working, I was working almost full time and taking care of my grandmother and hmm. going to school. So I, there was no way I could have gone full time at that time. But then I decided to stop working and really put my foot in, you know, get walk all the way through the door and not just have my foot in. And uh, I had built enough confidence to say, OK, I'm going to try to do this full time. And then it just blew up from there. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's still the story of so many of our students, too. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I want to get into this billiards story. Okay. You were a billiards champion when you were in, at WestCon. I don't right? know. I wouldn't say I was a champion, Paul. I knew my way around okay. the table. I placed second, so I wasn't the champion. I, I did okay. win the WestCon tournament, yes. I know there was an article written in the Echo about it. Uh, and I can't remember what Emily. Emily, I should know her name. I can't remember her last name. But anyway, yes, I. the first year I did not win. The second year I did uh, with the WestCon tournament. And then I went to Amherst, UMass at Amherst, right, with mm. I think three or four other people. Joe Petizano was was there uh, with me, too. He's uh, also an, a, a distinguished alum. So, I, you know, went up to, we went up to Amherst. It's a funny story because the van broke down on the way there. <laughs> and we, it was cold. It was January. It was freezing. Uh, we, we, I think it was just a flat tire we, we had, if I recall correctly. So we were back on the road maybe, but it was a, the longest, coldest hour I think I've ever spent <laughs> you know, on the side of the road. So we made it eventually. And then, yes, I had to play 18 games of pool. I do distinctively remember that to get to the finals. And I was so nervous. You know, I, I, I may have won if my nerves didn't kind of mm. take over because, I was watching the person that I had to play against and I was scared to death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I only got to shoot two times in the entire game. Let's just put it that way. Game was over pretty quick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. who taught you how to play pool? So I learned to play pool in my friend's basement in high school. They had a pool table and that was our thing after school. We just kind of hung out in the basement and played music on the stereo. Typical high school kids, you know, and I really liked it. And my mm. brother didn't know that I played pool and he loved pool. And I didn't know that he loved to play pool, but he's much older than me. I'm the baby. So then when he figured out I was playing, he took me to the pool hall down uh, downtown. And then we started playing together. Of course, he kicked my can a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was still good. I, I learned a lot, you know, and then so it just took off from there, you know, in my early 20s. Don't forget, I, Paul, I was a non-trad student. So when when I started college at WestCon, everyone had was already at past. I was past their graduation age. You know, I started in my mid 20s, so mm. early to mid 20s. So I, you know, I. <laughs> I um I was already kind of going out, you know, in the bar scene when when I was starting college and everyone was younger. So I was playing in the bars. I I like to play just I like to go there just to play pool and listen to the music. I wasn't a big drinker, partier or, or anything else, but I loved playing pool. So and it's a very nice social thing to talk to someone and play. Do you make any extra money these days playing oh, pool? Oh boy, you know. I did pay my rent one night. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. I will tell you, Paul, it's unfortunate that some males, and I'm not being sexist or in any shape or form, but there are some males out there when I was younger who thought that 
pool was a man's game and that, you know, for some reason they had an advantage, which was silly of them because they ended up embarrassing themselves, you know? So I would play for beers and then it turned into, they would get angry because a woman was beating them. So the next thing you know, they're throwing more money. And I said, I'll keep going as long as you want. <laughs> so I love yes, that. One night I did, but then I'd always pay for their drinks, you know, because I, didn't want them to feel bad walking away with their tail between their legs. So I'd say, come on, let me, let me buy, let me buy you a beer. <laughs> so, and then of course they'd run away and they didn't want their friends to see that they had been beaten by a woman. So I, I had a reputation in certain, certain bars, <laughs> but you know, it was all for fun. It was all for fun. And there um, used to be a wonderful place in Danbury. It's now Mykonos pizza. But it used to be called uh, Guys and Dolls. It was a pool hall. And we didn't have, and this is, this is I am very proud of this because we did not have the, the billiard tables that we have in the student center. That I can take some credit for because we had to go to Guys and Dolls for the billiards club. There was nowhere for us to play. And there were, when, when I started the billiards club, it was like a magnet. I mean, all these people came to the, to the meetings and I thought, oh, this is fantastic. There's so many people who like to play pool. So I sold it to, who was the VP at the time? Um, before, before. Luthauser, maybe. Luthauser? No, before that even. Mm. Anyway, I can't remember. It was when, it was when Dr. Roach was president. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm really aging myself here. But anyway, so I, I solicited the, the, the need for pool tables at WestCon. And I knew in 90, you know, just when I was graduating in 97, 98, they were building the student center. So I rallied and I said, we need pool tables. And they were only going to put two in there. I said, no, 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 no. There's a billiards club. There's 16 or 18 of us. We need at least four if not six tables plus wouldn't it be great if we could host the billiard competition on campus you know instead of always going to a bigger school and so that kind of helped me sell it so they hmm. came up with the money for the extra i think there's still six tables in there maybe there's four but yes i take credit for that i'm very proud of that i'm also the reason there's there's um recycling bins on campus because I was upset. I'm a very big environmentalist. And back in the day, we had no recycling bins and everyone was just throwing everything in the garbage. And, you know, I've been a longtime volunteer for the Nature Conservancy and all of these things. So I'm very passionate about that. And I, I went and complained to Dr. Roach. I was in his office much more than he would, he would have liked me to be. But I was very diplomatic about it. So he he, I think I respected that enough to say, okay, well, we'll consider it. And I said, well, what do I need to do to make it happen? So I started a petition on campus. You know, I think I got about 250 signatures and I went back to his office and he said, oh, now, Miss Kendall, what are we here for today? I said, look what I have, Dr. Roach. I did a petition. <laughs> so <laughs> it took another year, but you know, this is, this is what I tell students. You have to be the change you want to see happen. And it, you know, so this is the same thing when I was on the graduate council at the time, you know, I was a GA, GAs did not get paid, nor did we get a tuition waiver for any mm. of our classes. So I, I really fought for that, really fought. And it was passed after I uh, graduated, but it happened. So I put the work in, I know Dr. Philbrick was there because he remembers mm -hmm. me. And, and again, I was, I was kind of a gentle nudger, you know? 
like, hey, this is why we need this. We really need this. You know, if you want more students to become GAs, give them more incentive. So, and I will tell you, it's because of my experience on the Student Government Association needing to stand up, needing to do a budget, being the treasurer for uh, the radio station and the newspaper, knowing how things work, learning how things work, and then saying, hey, we can make this better. Uh, WXCI, I, I lobbied up in Hartford for that, the watt increase to 3,000 watts. We were only 800, and I lobbied. I went up there with Martin Moore, who was the student rep at the time for WestCon, and I went up as the class president and being a senator, and I said, look, we need this. And I actually have the picture that was taken uh, with Martin Moore, George Hurd, a bunch of my classmates, with John Rowland, who was the governor at the time, right. signing Bill 1121, which allowed for a student trustee at all four schools, uh, because there was only one. Martin Moore was the student trustee for, for all four schools. I said, this is crazy. We need one at every school. How can he be representing a school he's not even at? So again, just you've got to get the wheels in motion, get people involved, and amazing things can happen. And that's what I tell my students in the radio class. Get involved. Get on the air. You're going to feel silly. You might say, um, 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 and, uh, and like, 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 but, you know, at first. But, you know, these are growing pains. As you know, you never write your word. Your, you know, you start out writing some story. I'll never forget the first story I wrote for, for the Echo. You know, and, mm -hmm. and that gave me the confidence. And it, actually, it was about diversity. It was with Daryl Dennis. And then I interviewed. No, no kidding. Yeah, it was a it was all it was a diversity meeting and it was just a let's meet and talk because there were there's always been tensions like this and you know and and that's when we need to really get together and communicate and talk about why these tensions are there and what can we do about it. And then Frank Dye, Dr. Dye, he was responsible, thank goodness for him, he's responsible for the West Side Nature Preserve. Mm -hmm. And uh, I interviewed him. That was my first uh, interview, personal interview of interviewing someone and writing a story for the echo. And I was so nervous. I had to record it because I, <laughs> I was so afraid I was going to miss something he said, but see, now he had a passion. He saw, he had a vision we need. And now that Westside nature preserve is an incredible resource for ecotherapy walks and yeah. you know, relaxation techniques and just getting out there in the woods. These students need that. It's just, it's, I'm so thankful to Dr. Die for, for doing that, you know? That's what it's all about, making things happen. I am too, you're right. Do you call it uh, ecotherapy? Is that the same as uh, tree washing? Tree hugging. <laughs> tree hugging. <laughs> I hug trees. Tree you bathing, just... right? Yeah. What are the forest call? bathing. Forest uh, bathing. Right. Forest bathing is a form of ecotherapy. Yes, there are many forms of ecotherapy. A lot of times I will take people river walking where you literally take off your shoes and your socks, roll up your pants and walk in the river. So you're getting the negative ions from the water and the grounding, the negative ions from the, the bed, the riverbed itself. Right. And feeling that come up through your feet and it recharges you every time mm -hmm. I do that. People come out of it and they say, wow, I feel like I just walked in the fountain of youth or taking your shoes and socks off and walking barefoot in the grass. It's so important. When we were kids, that's why we had so much energy because mm -hmm. we were outside. Well, at least we were, right? I mean, we were outside a lot more. So you, it, it, it's a cycle. It gives you the energy and you return the energy. It gives you the energy, and but you have to connect with that, the earth in that way, one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. you know, directly on the ground. So yep. yeah, there's many forms of ecotherapy. 
So we'll have you back and talk about that another time. But you've done so many things. Just in the last few minutes, you've talked about that still are here at WestCon that are uh, part of peep students' lives. It's incredible. We should have a plaque for you. Oh, geez. I'm kind of humble. I don't, you know, I like I said, I was, um, I, I am really proud of the 25-year mark, though, because... First of all, it certainly doesn't feel like it's been 25 years. It 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 just I can't believe how fast it's gone by. Uh, at WXCI, I mean. No, no, me being yes, being at WXCI, yeah. it feels like um, it just it just goes by so fast is all I can say. And I've I've been so I'm like I'm kind of like mother mother hen there, you know, the matriarch there. Uh, mm -hmm. I. I, I seen I've seen so many students come and graduate and go and come, maybe five classes now right more than that yeah. six yeah about five classes so I get to watch them it's like an incubation right they're like little babies they come there they're freshmen and they're so scared and then and then you go to graduation you see them at graduation and you get to say I'm so proud of you it's just mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a catharsis, you know. You get to see the beginning product, and then you get to see the end product, and and their journey and everything. And so, um, and so for me, it has been it has been uh, transforming, transformational. And they're I'm getting like a little emotional because I love those those students, and the station. I just I will always be an advocate for it, no matter what. Even if I'm not there, if there's something I can do to promote it. And show what how valuable it is. And I do want to say that I think it's important to say that during the shutdown, because we weren't allowed in the building, I think that's kind of a shame because if only one person's in there at a time or we can work something out, or I thought, you know, what if we had the old radio, I mean the old police station be mm -hmm. the radio station so that it has its own separate entrance? Or let's think outside the box here because this is a community resource. It's not, you know, that there's four life members right now at the station who came to WestCon to take a class just so they could become a part of WXCI, and yeah. they're still there. And these people bring an incredible amount of life experience with them. So I, I find that we really should keep that in mind and, and try to keep this going and not let it get kind of shut down. You know, most other radio stations stayed on the air, and I think it's important that we do, because we because we do represent WestCon in such a positive way. Everybody sure. that yeah. No, we definitely should. We'll put all the um, uh, muscle of this podcast behind that to make sure it stays open. Yes, that would be fantastic. We would all be very grateful and appreciate that. And and again, we're doing a service to the community. So. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to start a petition to have all the first year courses teach students to be like Marcia Kendall. <laughs> You're exactly what we want all our students to be. I appreciate that. That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be in the petition. Pete will sign it too. Oh, Pete. All right. Yeah, well, I think I think there's a lot of forces that need to come together to 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 make that happen because again, it's it's something that we really need to uh, I mean, I'm feeling emotional because you're making me emotional here. But <laughs> that's I what I do. <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, uh -huh. But um, there's so many people that are that are wonderful on campus, and I, I think it's great that WXCI has connected all of them through all of the programming we do, like The Advocate. Pat Carlone does an incredible job with that program mm -hmm. broadcasting, and your podcast. We broadcast yours, too. 
you know, yeah, I know it's great. Bunnies. They're in, they're archived on our, on our website. And don't forget, these kids are learning all these other things. Kids, I have to stop saying that. Students uh, <laughs> are learning all of these things about web web design, web mastering, and again, promotions and everything, public relations, because they have to learn how to work with faculty and administration at the on campus too, and that's yep. a win-win. So they're mm -hmm. they're learning how to run a radio station, and it's an incredible thing when you think about it. It really is all the forces that come together. Yes. So, Westcon should hire you as our advocate too. The admissions department. <laughs> I already we'll sign am. Up see if we can. I have been for 25 years. I just don't yes, get paid for it, but that's okay. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, I believe strongly in karma, so it's all mm. good. I don't. I wouldn't want it even if I could get it anyway. I just I just love being there. You know, I appreciate it's never, that. Never been, never been about the money for me. I'm not that kind of person. But, I know. Um, so. Yes, West uh, WXCI may it may it prosper for another fifty years. I hope. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Hugh McCartney is someone you could talk to. Oh if yeah. Want to talk about the history? I I'm kind of a vault for it because I've been there so long. It pays to be a dinosaur sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's you know he's he's wonderful. Yeah. 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 I've talked to him a history. couple of times. Mm -hmm. I love you're the best. You know, I'm a yeah. result of Westcon. So if you if you're complimenting me, it's because of what we do, the magic of Westcon. That's what it's about. Yeah. Thank you for all that. Marcia, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you again and uh, we'll make sure that we let other people know about everything you do for this university. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Paul, and thank you for all you do at the university, too. You're our PR PR guy. Yeah, that's right. We were lucky to, I don't know how we stole you from the News Times, but. <laughs> yeah. They threw me out the door and I ended up on the front steps of Westcon, so we're well, gone. We're better off for it and it's their loss, so. <laughs> thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. So we're going to uh, bring you some news about what's happening in the coming week here. Uh, we're going to have a student uh, student co-host pretty soon, but we're still working on lining that up. So Pete and I are going to take this for now. One of the big things happening this week is Clubs Carnival. Yeah. Uh, that was postponed because uh, we took a little pause in reopening the campus. But on Wednesday, September 23rd, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., if you're a student, you should check this out because every club on campus will have a desk, uh, a table, and representatives there talking about their club and what you can do there. And they always say, if you don't see a club you like, you can start your own, too. But there's a lot of stuff going on on campus and clubs. And as our uh, guest today, Marcia Kendall said, the best thing to do is get involved. And you can do that by joining a club, meeting people, even if they're all wearing masks and getting to know uh, some other folks and making friends makes college a lot more enjoyable and easier to do. Yeah, and there'll be music, and uh, I know it's going to be different than in the past, but it, in general, I, I, mo I think most of this still stands, is there are uh, giveaways of 
you know, swag from the different clubs and usually some snacks. And uh, I know there's going to be music. If I already said that, I apologize. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a good time even just to come and see other human beings. It is a good time, and it makes you feel like you're really on in uh, at a university now. So just holding up in your um, residence hall or uh, commute <clears throat> commuting. Yeah, just uh, you know, be aware of all the. There'll be signs, and there'll be people helping out to make sure that everyone's following the rules and stuff. So just you know, kind of be keep your head on a swivel, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> who says that? Oh, people, people say that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> If you're in the Ansel School of Business, even if you're not, the Ansel Commons is doing a workshop that same day from 4 to 5 p.m. It's virtual. It's live. It's interactive. And uh, you can sign up through the WOW or by visiting Ansel Commons. And uh, it'll help you make your way through the different uh, platforms of virtual classrooms and um They call us Steps to Success. So anything you need to ask, they'll have uh, questions there. PAC is doing a big uh, art giveaway thing to this that day, too. It goes live on Instagram at 2.30. So after you're done with Clubs Carnival and before you do Ansel Commons, you can go on Instagram. And as it says, all WestCon students are invited to participate. You must be following PAC Instagram at WCSU underscore PAC. You must tag two plus friends in the comments and um, comment about your favorite thing to uh, paint or draw. Students who enter within 24 hours will get entered into a drawing to win an art kit, and 25 winners will be chosen. That sounds like fun. Yeah, sure. You should also go to the flu clinic that day on from 3 to 5 p.m. It's important to get the flu uh, flu vaccine this year. Even if you're an anti-vaxxer, you should just forget that for one year get the flu (laughs) shot because it's important it's free if you have insurance you should all have insurance if you're a student uh 30 dollars without show up there it's on the tent at the um midtown campus outside the uh student center no outside the science building yeah the rec field yep right as they call it um, oh, if you're in a Grasso Hall, you can do a um, photo scavenger hunt on Thursday. There's a ton of stuff. Oh, this is crazy. I was expecting there to be. I didn't either. I think we'd be, you know, scraping to find stuff to talk about. But there's a there's a million events. Seriously, I check out the Wow. <laughs> there's a lot yeah, here. You get an email to you if you're a student, so check it out. The Career Success Center on Thursday is doing. A workshop called What is Handshake? It sounds boring, but it's really important to get to know the Career Success Center, even if you're in your first weeks as a freshman, to um, start your path along uh, to find what you're going to do after college. You have four short years here. It may seem like a long time, but uh, it's even more important if you're a junior or senior. Head out to the Career Success Center. It's on the West Side Campus, room 300 in the classroom or the, uh, what do we call it? West Side Classroom Building. Yep. Is that where it is or is it in the um, 
Actually, it's in the uh, student campus center. What do we call it? The, yeah, third, the, the third floor of the campus center. Campus center. Yeah, I should know that. So head out there. They're all very nice there. You'll learn a lot about uh, stuff that you can use to make your life um, worthwhile. Otherwise, check out the WOW for the rest of the stuff. There's a lot of uh, great activities, which is what you want to do when you're in college. Yeah, and it's all in the uh, in the app, too, the MyWCSU app. But there's, there's yeah. a drive-in movie. There's, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. There's Coffee House every week oh. that you guys should know about. Um, the first oh, one. Coffee House you should definitely go to. Yeah, yeah, the first Under the Tent Coffee House was last week. I wasn't there, but uh, I hear very good things. Forty people were there. Forty new friends you can make. There you go. Along with good music. Yeah. Also, I want to point out the game room is open in the Midtown Student Center. And you can play pool there, just like Marcia Kendall yeah, said. Yeah, following uh, Marcia's footsteps. That's right. I said during the interview that there were six pool tables there. There's really only two. So uh, get there early and play long if you oh, want to yeah. get your... Um, They've uh, downsized. Yeah. I don't... I don't know what happened to the other two, uh, other four pool tables that she got here on campus. Uh, wear and tear, maybe? That was like 25 years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> maybe. Or maybe yeah. they're in some administrator's living room. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good roundup, right, Pete? Oh, sure. Okay. We're going to be back next week or later this week. I'm not sure which. So keep tuning into this podcast. It's important also important and interesting and maybe the highlight of your week i hope so <laughs> no <laughs> that's where you chime in and say yeah 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 highlight of your oh, week okay. sure it's a highlight of mine <laughs> mine too there you go all right for at wcsu and pete puccio this is paul steinmetz see you next week at WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening. You.